This is a headgum podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. And this week's episode is Breaking the Bro Code. Yes. You don't want to break the bro code or you don't want to... Or, may- may- or um, maybe you're a girl and you want someone to break the bro code for you. Or maybe you do, exactly. Uh, also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, tips for rejecting an online suitor from the New York Times, and why some couples are creating dating prenups. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who wants to date an ex's friend and another who wants to know if she's on the bench. But first, Angela, what's going on with your week? Big week, you guys. Big week. Uh, I just want you all to know that Lori and I saved talking about milestones for the podcast. So it's all pure and organic for you. Do you feel like we're like a Kardashian when we do that? Like getting married on reality TV by talking uh, about personal things on and saving it for a podcast? Like we're saving, we're timing up the date of our wedding for the finale of Kardashian season 10. <laughs> yes, I definitely feel like a Kardashian. <laughs> But at least my decisions are made by me and not Kris Jenner. True. Okay. What is it you want to tell me? Okay. So drum roll, please. Ba-da-da-da. Ba-da-da-da. Wait, wait. Let me see if I actually have a drum roll. I don't think it's actually, I do. CBH is not even that exciting. But, we- but wait, I can do, I can do this. <laughs> we booked our wedding venue. Oh my god surprise sound cue <laughs> you have so many things up your sleeve <laughs> oh thank you this is a really long thank you it's everyone just gonna calm keep, down please keep. please we've got six more seconds um congrats that's a that's really exciting because that's the first big thing that you need to happen when you are planning a wedding because if you're booking trying to book a dj or flowers or anything else they ask you well what's the date because we can't let you know if we're free to do right. that if you don't tell us when you're, what your wedding date is. So this is a big deal. It is. There's a lot of anxiety that comes with it because there's been a lot of, you know, questions about the wedding. And I've been like, well, I can't really do anything until we have a wedding venue. And now I'm like, oh, shit, we have a wedding venue. So you know, my mom, things. my mom asked me yesterday, did, does Angel have a date yet? And I was like, <laughs> no, mom, she just got engaged. I can't wait to tell her. Like, actually, she does. I'm very proud of myself. And it was my number one pick. For a venue. What is the venue? Do you want to tell people? Or are you afraid they're going to show up I at your wedding? I am afraid. <laughs> you know, I was like, should I make an Instagram post? Maybe to see this is like me actually thinking I'm a Kardashian. Nobody cares. Much Nobody not. cares about us I enough like, to show up at your wedding. Should I, I? Oh, maybe I'll like post the venue, but not the date. Or maybe the date, but not the venue. Because I was, I was, you know, I don't want to get murdered. Maybe I say something on the podcast that people don't like and they want to murder me. I don't think that anybody like loves me so much that they're going to show up and want to like steal me away. I just think of someone wanting to murder me. <laughs> I I don't. Th- hopefully you haven't said. Okay. I'm trying to think who would want to murder you. Okay. We do play the game. Fuck, Mary kill a lot. And if you've killed yeah. off one of the Hemsworth brothers. I killed the rock. And actually one of our listeners <laughs> added me on Instagram on one of his posts where I guess he was looking exceptionally attractive. And she was like, I can't believe you did what you did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sorry. maybe The Rock would show up at your wedding and murder you. I guess that's possible. Maybe if he has nothing else to do. Oh, okay, but day. are you? So, which one have you decided to tell us on the podcast? The uh, venue or the date? 
I, I you, vote for the venue. Tell you what, I'm going to tell you the venue and I will tell you the month and the year, just not the day. You are a psycho because there's only four weekends. So if someone really wanted to kill you, they would just show up all four weekends right. of that month. Right. Well, you know what? If they are that committed to murdering me, then maybe I deserve it. No, I'm joking. I don't, don't, don't take that seriously. Don't kill me. No, don't kill um, my best friend. All right. Okay. What's the so, venue? The venue, it's called a um, Liberty Warehouse. I was going to say, I was going to guess. I felt that it was Liberty Warehouse because that's one of the venues that I looked at. It is. It was my number one pick. It's so awesome. I'm so happy. It checks all my boxes. Oh, my God. It's so pretty. It has the best view. It's got like a view of the water. Sorry, I'm going to shut up and let you have your moment. <laughs> no, it's fine. So it's called Liberty Warehouse because it does have a view of the Statue of Liberty. I mean, for my Long Island girl, you got to have that. Exactly. He was like, you can also, there was like a whole outdoor area and he was like, you can have the ceremony over here, but then Jersey is in the background and like some people don't really want that. And I'm like, you can't tell Jersey. You can't tell Um, Nah, but we'll do the Statue of Liberty. He he actually, I can't remember if I talked about this in the podcast or not about when we went to look at it, but you know, I guess you're supposed to kind of have a poker face when you go to these places so that you can maybe negotiate whatever but did your poker face just like i just have well i have no poker face anyway and then he was like so this is where the ceremony would happen and we'd line your you walking down the aisle up with the statue of liberty and i was like oh and he was like you're supposed to make this hard (laughs) okay oh my god (laughs) so did you tell him that we'll talk about on the podcast and he'll give you a discount i didn't well so like ian was really not going to be happy unless he felt like he tried to negotiate but like so the wedding month we picked is May, which is like the most popular month to get married. Pretty in. much. So Ian was like doing his darndest. And he was like, so like, is that the best you can do? And the guy literally said to him, it's friggin May. And we were like, fair. But he did. I think like he could tell that Ian was just like, he didn't even really have to give us a discount. And he had to make Ian feel like he did oh. for Ian to feel good. So he was like, well, I'll knock like little bit off the ceremony fee and Ian was like okay we'll take it all right good for Ian good yeah. job Ian so oh, what a what a exciting thing yeah we're very excited we're very happy now I have to actually like do stuff it's still over a year away I'm so excited about this because like I said I had looked at that venue and it was a top contender and I loved it and I always wondered like oh I wonder what our wedding would have been like if we had had it at Liberty Warehouse and now, <laughs> now I you'll feel like, see what a wedding is like and now there. I get to like experience it but, you know, you, I mean, I love where you got married. We, we I think we both chose the best places for we our personality. I couldn't agree more. Um, so, yeah. And I also, I know, you know, I don't want to give away too much, but I know I want to wear sleeves. So I kind of did base my decision around <laughs> my desire for sleeves. Wait, what does that have to do with anything? Because if we you had could done have, You could June, wear sleeves anywhere. Yeah, oh. but if we had done June, it would have been too hot for my sleeves. So <laughs> I was like, May, you know, hopefully... It won't be too warm. It should be like prime sleeve weather. I think I'll so. I'll be good. I won't be too sweaty. I don't want to sweat. I mean, I got married in May. I think May is a great month for a wedding. Yes, I think so too. So I'm very excited. My my friend told me that her mom told her that the day that I chose to get married was the day that she came home from the hospital in 1988 and it was 92 degrees in 1988 on that All right. date. All but right. We're going to consult the Farmer's Almanac and see what we have in store. Hopefully not 92 degrees. No, no. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, that's what's going on with me. How are you? Well, I'm wonderful because, oh my God, uh, my best friend Angela Spera showed up at my house today with a card that said, fuck, Mary kill, which is the game we play on the podcast a lot. I'm glad you got the reference. And 
Buck and Kill were crossed out and it said, Mary, I choose Mary. Will you be my bridesmaid? Ah, play your own sound cue. Oh my God. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Clap for 10 minutes. Clap for 10 minutes, oh, everyone. I, I, I guess I have the ability to oh, uh, great, great. lower it. Um, yes. Can I read the card or is it too personal? You can you can read the card. I considered like I was like, should I ask Laura on the podcast? That would have been cool. Would it, okay? Well, I fucked up then. I'm no, sorry. I'm just kidding. No, I, but I I like <laughs> that, that could have been our game. No, no, no. I like that we get our we got our special private moments. Right. Yeah. Dear like, Laura, even the Kardashians do that. I think. I think they moments. do too. I think they, off screen they must like do a proposal separate. Who knows? Sure. Dear Laura, it seems like only yesterday. That should you read this? You should read sure. this. Should I? Okay. This is like in a movie where somebody starts to read the letter and then it becomes the person who wrote the letter's right. voice. So picture Laura reading, but my voice doing the Okay, voiceover. I'm going I'm to start it and then you'll take over. Okay. Dear Laura, it seems like only yesterday that we were ending our sketch show by you shouting, she's single and pointing at me. That really happened. Um, and even less time that you were telling the Wall Street Journal about my love life also really happened. We've come a long way since then. I like that I get the commentary. I, <laughs> I comment on my own writing. Um, we've come a long way since then in so many ways. Podcast, baby, you've been an amazing person to have on this journey with me. So dot, dot, dot. And then in my fanciest cursive writing, will you join me? For the series finale of our podcast, my wedding, duh, XOE Angela. Not saying that that will be the finale of our podcast, but, but maybe if we it were, will. If we were Kardashians, it would be. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. Yes. I will be your bridesmaid. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. There's a I lot. Cannot wait to find out what the dress is. Me too. I don't know what it's going to be. So this is the third time I've been a bridesmaid. The first really? time was for my friend Mary Grace, and she's like very hippie, and everyone had like a different dress. You know, I've seen. I th- oh no, I haven't seen those pictures. I don't think you saw these ones. And she, I just she sent like everybody different like anthropology dresses or something. So oh, I okay. I just bought my dress on anthropology. Then I was a bridesmaid in Nicole's wedding, and she is a designer, a fashion designer. So she obviously designed everyone's bridesmaids dress oh. herself. But I'm not I've, gonna do that. I've never had like the classic normal bridesmaid <laughs> dress. Or not classic. Well, I just mean like, I mean like a like a bridesmaid like a right like a bridesmaid right. dress that was not designed or not from anthropology. Right. Well, I have been looking at anthropology, but like I don't the know. beholden or actual anthro. Well, oh yeah, beholden. Beholden, like, so which did, is where like, actual anthropology. Yeah, hers was like actual. It was just like a short, normal, actual anthro. I got my dresses on beholden, uh, and I really like the <laughs> designer that did your dresses. Sorry, uh, I just had to sneeze. Uh, bless you. Jenny. Jenny Yu. Jenny Yu. Yeah, she's she had cool stuff. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't want to copy, but... Uh, copy away. It, it might happen. We'll see. I don't know how much I should talk about, but like basically, you guys... I, talk about everything you know. I really like the you're gonna... color yellow. And like, I know it's divisive and people have very strong reactions. I love it. To yellow. I'm into it. And I'm not, I don't like pastel yellow. It's a very specific yellow that I have in mind that I'm on the search for. Actually, guys, if you see a yellow bridesmaid dress, send it my way. I'm collecting, I'm Pinteresting, I'm pinning so much. Uh, I I, love yellow. My bridesmaids are divided. Well, it's not up to them. I know it's not, but I want- And nobody's ever going to agree. That is for sure. But I do. I want everyone to feel beautiful. 
So they're going to. It's your wedding, and the dress will be pretty once they put it on. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm just honored that. How many uh, bridesmaids are there? Seven. There are seven, which is not an even number, which does drive my brain a little crazy. But it's a lucky number. Is it a lucky number? Lucky number seven. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Seven it is then. And on that note, we're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're jumping into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Uh, We saw that HelloFresh is a new sponsor to This Is Why You're Single. And as soon as we saw that they were a sponsor, Angela goes, oh my God, is HelloFresh really a sponsor? Are we going to get some free HelloFresh? Because Angela loves HelloFresh because she's Chef Spera. I do. I, you know, this whole concept of like subscription at home cooking, whatever you call it. I, I don't know. I'm a millennial. I am a born tried and true millennial and I love it. I love having my ingredients delivered to my door and then cooking with the pre-portioned. I feel like cleanup is so much easier because you don't have a lot of excess. You just use whatever they send you and then you don't have to like worry about putting stuff away. These are the things that keep me up at night. I don't want to have to put things away when I'm cooking. And we've been wanting to try HelloFresh. I see a lot of my neighbors get HelloFresh because I see their boxes. I was always a little jelly. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to cook for you when I get my HelloFresh. Awesome. So here's the sitch with HelloFresh. HelloFresh does all the meal planning, shopping, and prepping so you can focus on a healthier you and a happier family. They have fresh pre-measured ingredients and easy-to-follow six-step pictured recipe cards and are delivered to your door each week in a special insulated box. I find that including the pictures along with the recipes is really helpful so I can be like, am I doing this right? Very helpful. Agreed. Um, They have three plans that you can choose from. They have the classic, they have the veggie, and they have family with the option to switch between for when your tastes change. You can also enjoy fun menu features with HelloFresh's dinner to lunch, 20-minute meals, gourmet, and one-pot wonders, among more. So you have options. You totally do. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash this is why 80 and enter this is why 80. That's T H I S I S W H Y and then the numbers 80. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash this is why 80 and enter code this is why 80. Angela, what have you been reading in the news? Okay, I was reading the New York Post, a piece by Lauren Stussy, and she was writing about why couples are demanding dating prenups, not just uh, the financial prenup that we have come to know, but this is about emotional prenups, Uh, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, she spoke to some marriage counselors and therapists in New York, and this seems to be a trend here. I kind of, to be honest with you, I read this whole thing and rolled my eyes a little bit, but that is just my way. Let me know what you think. She said... Basically, these emotional prenups, they lay out everything from sex goals to off-limits fighting strategies to non-negotiable personal quirks, which is like if you have something built into your personality, you're like, it's in the contract. You can't, you can't like yeah. crack your knuckles. But anyway. That, I think that's obnoxious. Yeah. So she says couples who sign on the dotted line claim that the contracts encourage rational boundary setting, fair fighting, and compromise. They actually spoke to one couple that have been together for a year and a half. The woman, who is a life coach, take that for what you will, uh, said that her fiancé, whenever her fiancé is at risk of getting on her nerves, 
the examples she gave were by chewing too loudly, <laughs> protesting her girls' nights, or trashing her new favorite hip-hop song. She shuts him down by just saying the word contract, and she says then they just return to a normal state of calm. Oh, my God. Nick would never. He would think that's ridiculous. I mean, it is it is a little ridiculous because it's like, I just want you to, to be you. I want you to be you. And I also want you to do things because for me because you want to do them, not because I'm like, uh, it's in the contract, buddy. We're going to have to go. And I guess, you know, the rules are like if you break certain things within the contract, you have to go back to counseling or there's like repercussions for all these I things. just think you should have a talk where you're like, hey, I think maybe we should go to counseling. Right. Where <laughs> you literally just say it. You don't need to be like, contract, we're going to counseling. Because how unromantic and and just, I don't even know. It's like just so logistical does it make your relationship a little bit right and like i look at like the specific things that are in these contracts and like i am definitely super grossed out by someone chewing loudly like there are moments where i look at ian and i'm like you're doing it you're chewing but like yeah but you say that you say right you're doing it you're chewing you don't say like contract right and like to to put that like it's just like I accept that sometimes in the comfort of our own home, you're going to eat however the hell you want to eat and maybe it'll grate on my nerves a little bit. But like, I don't, it's not going to be like a non-negotiable thing that has to be put into a contract. It's just a little extreme for me. But uh, they spoke to a marriage counselor named Jean Fitzpatrick here in New York and apparently she's seeing a lot of these contracts. She said, uh, a long laundry list of annoyances in the form of contractual obligations is not going to fix the relationship, but she believes the trend toward dating contracts likely, likely stems from young couples wanting to split up tasks differently than their parents' generation did. That makes sense. I agree with that. I think that it should, you know, I want my man to clean. Maybe yeah, I, I, I would cook, just, you clean, whatever. But, yes, I like that too. But then maybe some weeks whatever I can't hold you to a standard that I can't hold myself and this is I guess just specific to my relationship but there are weeks where I'm tired and I don't want to clean as much as I do other weeks and I don't want to be like having a contract pulled out into my face and being like you're breaking the contract right yeah your your relationship it does you need to have it's a negotiation of course but it's not a job and it shouldn't feel like a job and like you need a contract at your job but I don't think your relationship should should be that way yeah so we're we're anti-emotional prenup (laughs) yeah i think it's i think it's just sets you off on a on a very bad bad start agreed just just talk just talk it out yeah no need for a contract what are you reading about so i was reading the new york times this is an article by jasmine hughes called how to reject an online suitor oh this is good yeah so the person that they interview is this guy gerard gerald El Bassani, who, according to Tinder, is one of the most right-swiped users or desired matches on the app in the United States. Oh, I bet he's super fun and down to earth. <laughs> so fun and down to earth. Okay, I'm gonna show you a picture of him. I was like, I was like, what is his deal? And I kind of get it because, like, I think I would maybe swipe right on him because he's in between. Like, he's like buff. I think I get it because he could kind of appeal to like a bunch of people. Yeah, he's not what you would expect. Actually, he's he's not like your standard pretty boy like no he looks like outdoorsy but but he's but he's like super buff so he he kind of he's got like an edge to him yeah like he could appear appeal to the party person the outdoorsy girl uh like he's ethnically ambiguous 
Yeah, yeah. I need to see more pictures, I think. Cause this picture I'm not as into. No, not into that. And I'm not into that one. Nope, I'm, not I'm, into that I, one. I really think that this picture is just his profile. Wow, the power of a good first photo. But yeah, and just, you know, he's like sitting on a rock looking to the right over his buff shoulder. He's right. in a tank top, but like not a douchey tank top. And it's like, I don't know, it looks like the Sahara in the background. Maybe... <laughs> Or like, I don't know, it looks like he's on like some safari. Actually, there's like a big pool and there's some mountains. It's hard to know where he is. He's uh, outside. You know, I also like this picture of him. I do the, like that one. It's him like in the park with a baseball cap backwards. So he's looking a little more casual. He's fun, holding Sunday his, fun day. his sunglasses. He's got a good, so he's like me. I always think I look best when my head is turned slightly to the to the right, oh. you know, like at an angle. And I think, and he's got scruff. I think he looks best at a right angle. Um because this picture, I'm just like, oh, you look kind of douchey, right? Yes, he does. Yeah, he looks good when he's just kind of like looking off into the distance like, oh, what, what, what is life? What is yes. life? So anyways, they interviewed him to get some tips. And he says, keep it straightforward. I usually go about being very direct, just telling the person I'm not interested. So they say, honesty is ideal. It shows you respect the other person's time and intentions. Don't give false excuses like you've been really busy on the job, for example, or you've you're just really tired because those offer follow-up openings when your work project or nap is done, you know? Mm-hmm. So that makes so much sense. Be direct and concise about your lack of interest. Drawing it out does not help anyone. And they say give spe- specific reasons, such as you don't see any shared interests or you just don't vibe with the person. If you like him or her, but uh, things have started to heat up with someone else, share that information. There's no need to pledge enduring friendship if you have no intention. They also say throw some sugar on the message. So El Bassani likes to provide what he calls a little booster in order to cushion the blow. A little bit of levity like a smiley face emoji can go a long way and make it something genuine like this has been a great conversation, but or you seem like a really cool person, but right, which is always, you know, start with the nice and then you you build a sandwich. Yeah. Nice. Compliment sandwich. Compliment sandwich. Yeah. Don't overthink your language. Some people might draft a message and run it past all of their friends in the group text, but that can drag things out. And then you, you know, you're only composing a couple of sentences. So Albasani's foolproof line is, I just don't think this is a match, which he says has never elicited a bad response. And I think that that, that actually is that's so simple. I just don't think this is a match because it's nothing negative. Right. It's not personal, it's really. Not personal. I mean, it, it is, but it's not like there's anything wrong with you. We just don't vibe. And it's like, we're all looking for our match out there in the world. I don't think this is a match like you know it was so nice meeting you but i don't think this is a match it's like okay how can someone be mad at that right and they say avoid the easy way out ghosting it's common but being online already provides you a considerable amount of remove the confrontation is far more indirect when it happens over text also you might look better by being one of the few people being mature enough to be open and honest albasani says i believe in karma so i don't like to do anything that i wouldn't want to be done to me and nice. I think that's all uh, Gerald, right? Yeah. I, Gerald, 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 Gerald tomato, tomato. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that was all really good advice. I actually do. Yeah. I, I think it's nice that he answers people and doesn't ghost them. I support everything he said. I will say one like asterisk to this whole thing is, you know, it's how to reject an online suitor. I do think like if somebody messages you and you haven't had a conversation at all, then don't, you don't have to, I don't think there's like pressure to answer then. Like you don't have to reply and be like, it's not a match because then you haven't even spoken to them and it's purely based on their looks. Oh, like, don't you mean get if his, you haven't gone out with them yet? Right. Or like if you haven't, if somebody's just like, hey, don't respond and be like, it's not a match. Well, yes. And you sh- hopefully shouldn't have matched with them because the, 
the matching aspect is supposed to be Although sometimes equal. guys, though, they just like right swipe on everybody, you know? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that his advice is more applied once you've started speaking or if you've met. Absolutely. Because I'm just thinking as thinking as the reject E. Uh, <laughs> if you've just said hi and someone writes it's not a match, <laughs> I'd be like, match. that would sting a little. Well, I'd be like, all I did was say hi. Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. So uh, wait to get to know them before you politely yes. reject them. Yes. Hope. Yes, absolutely. And I would say the one time I met with somebody on an app and was talking to them and supposed to go out and I had to turn them down. I told them the truth. I said, hey, I was dating somebody else when I started talking to you and things became a little serious. So I really like you, but, you know, hope all's well. I just don't feel right going on the date, which was right. the absolute truth. And then when things ended with the other person, I reached back out and said, hey, so things, how have you been? Hope you've been well. I know it's been a few months, but things didn't work out. Would you want to go out? And they said yes, because I had left things on totally good terms and told the truth. So I actually would much rather hear that you started dating somebody else than than having somebody ghost me or like for sure answer because I I don't know I just get that maybe I'm a reasonable person but like it's like oh it's it's not that you didn't like me you just got more serious else more and that kind of hurts less than than letting your mind run wild of being like what did I do I'm so awful yeah letting my mind wander and be like I'm so awful that I'm such a shit person that you don't even that you feel like you don't even respect me enough to respond to me. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, you really think I'm I'm that crappy that I'm right. not even worth you writing me back? That's right. how my brain would work. Yeah. It's not the truth for any of you guys being ghosted, but that's how yeah. that's how it comes across. That's so how just don't all ghost. of our minds work Yeah, sometimes. don't don't ghost. It's it's freaking rude. It is. All right, it is time for us to jump into our mailbox, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, BioClarity. BioClarity is a clean and green skincare brand that has products that just work. And what healthy eating does for your body, BioClarity does for your face. Now, I love BioClarity so much that I let my brother try it because any products I love, I let my brother try. He's just very into skincare. It's something we have in common. And so I'll send him some BioClarity and then I kind of do it like as a surprise, you know? And I send, it, good I send it all the way to California and then he opens and gets like these cool skincare products and he loves it and he is a tough critic. So, you know, I don't know. My, my brother's a tough skincare critic, you know. <laughs> It's good for, for men and women. That's all I got to say. I believe you. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I love their products. I feel like it's really hard to feel confident when you have like, when you know you have weird blemishes on your face. Or- and we're siblings, so we have the same skin. Yeah. So they have products for all different types of skin. They have the clear skin routine. Um, that's for combination oily or breakout prone skin. And then I use the essentials routine, which is for normal or dry skin. My skin tends to be a little dry. Uh, it comes with everything you need to nurture, hydrate, and restore your skin. It's a three-step regimen. I remember when I said regime once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. No, you're not. No, you're not. It was funny. I thought it was like tomato, tomato, but, right. but, but, but it's not. But it's just the wrong word. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a three-step <laughs> regimen that is packed full of detoxifying and calming nutrients, antioxidants, and a super special ingredient called Floralux, which comes from plants. You can only find Floralux in BioClarity. It's absolutely more than just a cleanser. It nourishes and soothes your skin. It also helps with redness, hyperpigmentation, and evens out skin tone and texture for a healthy glow. It's three steps, cleanse, restore, hydrate, and it's great. 
It's wonderful. Get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. And right now, our listeners will save 40% on skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal, but you need to enter our code SINGLE at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and get 40% off skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when you use our code SINGLE at checkout. We would like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is, is a subscription service that makes it easier to get vitamins, protein powders, and more personalized just for you and delivered straight to your door. Um, I love Care Of because they help you figure out what kind of vitamins you need, and then they put your daily vitamins in a little beautiful little packet that you can just rip open and take each morning. You don't need to open like six different vitamin bottles. It's easier for when you're traveling. It's just it just simplifies your life. And, you know, I always talk about subscriptionizing my life when it comes to pretty much anything like smoothies and tampons and stuff for my dog and vitamins, I would say, have been one of the best changes of my life when it comes to subscriptionizing my life and just making things I, you know, I need come to my door because, you know, you know how many days are in the month. So, you know, you're going to need vitamins. That's like the one thing that's been the best. You know? Yeah. And I weirdly, I feel like something with like taking care of yourself, it's easy to drag your feet. But, like, cause you're just like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do to make myself healthier? This is such a simple thing. It's literally delivered to your door. You just pop them every day uh, and it makes a world difference. So mm-hmm. you probably don't know what kinds of vitamins to take, right? No problem. Care of has a fun online quiz that asks you about your diet, your health goals, and your lifestyle choices. It only takes like five minutes to find out your personal scientifically backed recommendation for vitamins, protein powders, and more. Um, it can really be hard to know what vitamins and supplements you should be taking. So they make it easy and then they deliver the daily vitamins and supplements to your door, all customized to your recommendations that you got in your quiz. So you're only taking what you need, nothing extra. Care of also now offers protein powders that are available in individual packets for on the go and in tubs. They're all personalized to your fitness goals and dietary preferences. And they're making sure that you're getting your vitamins and proteins from the best sources backed by honest guidance and transparency. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter our promo code ThisIsWhy50. That's 50% off your first care of order. That's a huge hookup. Go to takecareof.com and enter our promo code ThisIsWhy50. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, first email is from our listener C. C writes, hello, I am a 25-year-old girl from Canada. I love the show. Please don't use my name. Okay, C. Uh, January 2018, my best friend tried setting me up with Guy A, a.k.a. one of her boyfriend's close friends from high school. My type on paper, we hung out as a group for a month, but he never made a move, so I decided to date another one of his friends, Guy B, typical bad boy. Four months later, I found out Guy B was cheating on me with his ex, so I ended things. But to this day, he still asks my friends if I'm seeing anyone. Last week, I hung out twice with that group of friends. Guy A was there. First, we went skating. A few days later, we went to a bar where we vibed a lot and ended up making out a storm. Uh, Guy A texted me the next day, but the convo died out a few days later. Guy B doesn't know yet. Is it okay to hook up slash date one of my ex's best friends? I'd like to initiate a one-on-one hang with him as he is a lot of fun, but I was interested in him in the beginning. Or is this a bad idea? Thank you, C. C. So this all inspired this week's episode was, you know, whether you can date somebody that you've dated's friends. 
Right. And usually the answer is a little murky because it, it can be a violation of a bro code or a chick code, whatever. But in this particular case, I got to say, Guy be cheated on you, so you can do whatever you want. Absolutely, you don't have to worry about that person's feelings. And honestly, it's more about whether their friendship can survive. And that's not any of your. You don't need to worry about that. That's between them. So if so, if this new guy, guy A, which I'm get a little confused between the guy A and B. <laughs> Next time, guys, guy, if you write us in, just use like fake names because that's well, a little more easy to keep track of. Guy B was the bad boy that cheated on her. Guy A was the nice guy that thinks okay so b for bad yeah b all for right bad all right um yeah b for bad bad boy <laughs> cheated on you you don't really need to worry about his feelings because he sucks so if you were vibing with his friend who i think she was talking to first anyways yes, right she was yes yeah, so you've got two things in your favor number one you were talking to the uh guy a good guy first to begin with even though you ended up with guy b and second of all you he cheated on you so you've got two things in your favor and you know if guy a feels weird about dating you because you ended up dating this bad guy guy b then then he can say no and he can say you know i feel uncomfortable about this because you know you know jimmy was my friend even though he cheated on you i feel <laughs> i don't want to ruin our friendship but i think you could totally go for it in this in this situation and these things are situational you they know are. there's not like a one uh, we were going to talk about this more later on on the podcast because I have dated two guys in a friend circle before. So we'll talk about it a little more. And I think it is totally situational. Uh, but And in this particular situation, you get the green light from Laura. And from me as well. You're being very nice by checking in with us first. You're proving the stereotype about Canadians true. You're exceptionally nice, but you don't even have to think twice. I think just go for it. What else do we have in the mailbox? Okay, this one is from Anonymous Trash Panda. <laughs> one of the best <laughs> names we've one ever of the best. been sent. I don't know if this name will be explained within the email, but I hope that it's just context-free. All right, Anonymous Trash Panda, she writes, I'm new to the whole online dating thing. I've met a guy on Tinder, though we've had about four dates now. All have been amazing and he was always or sorry he has always been the one to initiate the plan so far all dates are usually only three to four days apart all sounding good so far she says the only weird part is that we don't talk much at all in between dates i'm not sure if this is normal i know laura always says it's uh it's good not to text every day so you keep the mystery and while i agree i can't seem to shake the feeling that i might be on the bench this may just be due to my innate trust issues, but seeking guidance anyway. So three questions. How can I figure out if I'm just a girl on his bench? One, that he sees when he when it's convenient, but doesn't text otherwise. And two, if I'm not on the bench, any advice on how can I better define whatever this is slash when would be a good time to do so? For the record, we haven't had sex yet. He has been super respectful. And third, how do you become accustomed to not texting every day or even every other day? Love you guys so much. Signed, Anonymous Trash Panda. Okay, I love the way she wrote this email because she gave us the perfect amount of information and it wasn't too long. She explained yes. that they hadn't had sex yet because I always say, if you are having sex with somebody, you are totally in the right to immediately ask, like, are you dating other people and having sex with other people because that's just a smart health thing and it makes you look good that you're aware and interested in that. So you uh -huh. should you should never feel weird saying, like, hey, we're having sex or about to have sex 
you know, are you having sex with other people slash dating other people? Because you're totally allowed to ask. It doesn't mean that you need to or want to be exclusive, but you are, you have a right to that information. So they have not had sex yet. It's been four dates, which is about that time when you kind of start to maybe get a little more serious. And just to be clear, and I love that she clearly listens to the podcast because sometimes we'll get questions when it's things that we talk about very regularly on the podcast. I'm like, do you even listen to the show? (laughs) So she's like, I know Laura always says it's not good to text every day. And yes. And I particularly mean that in the beginning. Like I would say, I don't know, I would go as far like maybe six months is a long time, but like definitely like the first three months, you don't have to talk Maybe that's even there's, too long. There's like a Maybe, healthy amount though. There's a healthy amount. Yeah. You can talk every day. I just don't think you should be talking every, you know, all G, day, G chatting all day at work and then expecting like to keep that momentum up because it's exhausting. And like maybe at the, you want to be thinking about each other that much, but not actually talking, you right. know, like, but I would, butterflies I, are there. And I agree with that whole th- way of thought, but I also do think that like, no texting at all. It's like, maybe a little weird. It's weird. It definitely like you are right to like be like, hmm, what's this situation about? Yeah. I'm against like my friends that G chat and text guys all throughout the day. And then like when the guy gets bored or like, you know, the mystery and excitement goes away, they're like so upset. And they're like, but we were talking like all day, all throughout the day. I'm like, yeah, because you can't keep that up and the mystery's gone and you want to, it's like a fire. You want to like slowly kindle the fire and like right. blow ox, whatever. I don't even know my where I'm going with this. Right. Metaphor. And he, you want him to wonder, honestly, if you're talking to other people and if yes. you're talking to him constantly, he's, it's pretty clear that you're like number one. Totally. But you could text. You could text every day. You don't have to. Okay. But if you are texting, I would text like a funny inside joke or a meme or a link to like an article. Right. Like when I was first dating Nick, he was working on some art project about different journalists and was painting, I think a hundred paintings of different journalists. So I would be like, Oh my God, have you heard about this journalist? And I would text and I would maybe email him like a link to like, I don't know, to someone I thought would be interesting for his project or, you know, just something I saw that that made me think about him. Uh, So like that kind of thing, like it was a relevant, a relevant email or a joke or something. And if you send that once a day or once every two days or something, it means so much more than if you're like, texting constantly like he probably got really excited to see that text from you because it wasn't like a constant thing and Angela's the queen of sending inside jokes and memes you're the queen of the witty text so what's a good example of like a good gif or meme to send I mean I I'm like more of the banter though like I I I will incorporate the gifts into my banter but for me it was always important to keep the conversations just like interesting like I don't want to bore you to death so if you're like hey how's it going I'm not gonna be like it's very good how are you I am well yeah no you know like I try to find like an interesting tidbit from my day or make a joke just about whatever's going on around me. And then, cause then when you do, if you are making like witty jokes and stuff, like Angela's saying, and you're not filling each other in on every aspect of your day, then, then when you see each other every three days on the date, you have a lot to talk about of like, Oh, what have, what's been going on in the last three days? Anyways. So let's get so, back to her right. question. She has three questions. I can't figure out. Okay. All right. How can I find out if I'm on the bench? Every three days is hard because he could that that is like the perfect amount where it's hard to tell. Like you could be on a on like a a rotation, but that does that also is pretty frequent. I think like a bench is typically when I think of somebody benching somebody, I think of they're dating somebody and they're still talking to you, but they're not going on dates with you. 
for right. the most part. You're and not if, seeing them. No, not really. And if they are, maybe it's like once every two weeks. But the bench is really more when you're stringing somebody along because you want to just keep them around and keep them interested in case things don't work out with your main squeeze. But he's going on dates with you, so I don't think you're on the bench. That's my inclination. I don't get the vibe that you're on the bench. I actually think going on this many dates, this short a period spaced out is like amazing. Like I know. I think you're doing really, really well. Yeah. Like I don't even know if I've had that good a rate with people. Yeah. I think you're doing really well. Um, and then when's a good time to, okay, better advice on how I can better define whatever this is. I mean, I wouldn't stress about it after four dates, to be honest. I would, I, especially that's three or four days apart. So that, so it's been two weeks. It's been like no time. So you're definitely no not in a place to be like defining no. your relationship. Do not bring that shit up because he's still figuring you out. And to be honest, you should still be figuring him out because yeah. this is a mutual thing. I know as women, maybe, and we get excited about somebody, you start thinking like, you know, oh, how can I just get him to, to want to be my my boyfriend? But it should be mutual. Like just as much as he's figuring out, figuring you out and trying to, to to see if you're the right match, he, you need to be deciding if he's the right match. So so right. chill out. I would wait like at least like a couple months before you before you have that conversation. Yeah. And if things are going this rate, I mean, after like eight or nine dates, you could maybe start to talk about it. So I guess maybe a little sooner than that at the rate you're going. Um, yeah, it's kind of like weird math because you're going on so many dates that the time is gonna go quicker you right. know there's different rules there's like a little bit of different rules um and third how do you become accustomed to not texting every day or even every other day i think you guys just each have to find a balance like nick wasn't a big texter throughout the day because he was busy painting and he just really needed to be in the zone and this guy might be the kind of person who when he's at work he just really likes to focus on work and he doesn't really like distractions in the day but i think you can kind of start to like initiate it and if this guy likes you, he's not going to ignore your text. But just keep the rule of not doing that all throughout the day. Just doing it like once or twice a day. I think you are totally on the right to send him a message at the end of the day and saying like, "Hey, how was like how was your day? Saw this cool, you know, just heard about this cool restaurant that opened. Like, we should totally check it out with like a link to the restaurant or like you know, screenshot of the article you just read. Right. And if as time goes on, like if you're seeing him a month, two months, and it's still like total radio silence in between dates then like yeah maybe you could say something it doesn't have to be confrontational but it can be like are you not a big texter like what's that about yeah you know absolutely but for now i think you're okay i agree um if any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have a funny message you want to share email us at contact at this is why your single show.com please be concise you can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why your single show.com now let's dive into our reason of the week this week's reason is breaking the bro code. Yes. So you only want to do this if, number one, there is a super strong connection. Should we uh, clarify what we mean by the bro code, by yes. the way? Yeah. So this is, we're talking about when you want to date somebody who is a friend of someone else that you've dated, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, I think, I don't know, what is that show? How I Met Your Mother. They have like the bro code. Uh, and this is like part of it, I guess, which is, you know, bros don't like date girls that their bros have dated. Yeah. You don't want to date the bro. And like you girl, girls kind of had that rule too, I think. I, yeah. I would be mad personally if somebody dated one of my exes. Yeah, I would be too. I'd be like, there's a lot of other dudes out there. Like, fine. Yeah. Don't, you don't need to date one of my exes. I wouldn't be cool with it. That being said. You've done it. <laughs> well, I dated it, but it was, they were, everyone was cool with it. 
Um, I so when I was in college, two of my friends were dating guys that lived together. So all of the girls would like go over to these guys' house, and there was like a you know there was like five guy roommates. So I started hooking up with one of the roommates, and and uh, I don't know like things, but I always had my eye on this guy Justin. But like Justin always seemed kind of like aloof. So I started so you know I I would we'd go out get get drunk and like I made out and started I can't even oh my god what's his name I'll call him Paul I can't even remember his name right now it's <laughs> anyway and uh but I was like never super that into Paul and we were all just having fun and then I don't know things kind of fizzled with Paul and then Justin became interested and I just started hooking up with Justin and Paul didn't seem to really care and, it, and none of the guys in the house seemed to really care and it was all in college and everyone just seemed to be kind of cool with it. College is such a hotbed of this kind of activity. That's what I'm saying. So nobody cared. There was no drama and then Justin and I like lasted like a month and a half and then and then Justin and I were over and we all still hung out and it wasn't weird. And I feel like that can't happen in your adult years. It wouldn't be that chill. No. But in college, everyone's hooking up with everyone. It doesn't even matter. Well, it's sort of like we were saying before with our first listener question. These situations, I think that there's no blanket advice because every situation is different. Every friend group is different. The relationship you had with you know, a guy A is going to be different from like somebody else's situation. So like, I think the reason why your thing worked was it was just a hookup. Yeah, and you and were young, but like if if you had dated for a long time that first guy for like a year, it's also and then just, dated his friend. That it, would be worse. Yes, and it also just depends on the situation. So there's guys where I made out with them once, but I was so crushing hard, and they for whatever reason had such a big part of my life. Like my friends know they would not touch that guy, even though I only made out with him once. Whereas like this Justin guy, I like was hooking up with him for like two months. I couldn't care less who dated Justin, you know, but there's other guys that just played a bigger part of my life. I think you just have to have that conversation with your friends and your friends know which guys you really cared about and which guys you would be so hurt and upset if they dated them. And then which guys are just like, yeah, go, go for it. So if you're a friend who's interested in doing this, do you think you need to go to your friend first before making before like pursuing the person that they hooked up with or yeah. dated uh, well okay so first i have these questions i think you should ask because i think you should really only there could be drama so you apps want to do this if you only absolutely have to number one is there a super strong connection number two are you in a super small town and there's legit <laughs> no other options Number three, you're in college and it's like, well, everyone knows everyone. So whatever. Small pool. A small pool. Number four, the relationship is more important than the drama it might cause. Like you really think this could be the one. Um, so what do you do if you break up with a guy and want to date his friends? Why don't you read the questions that we think you should ask? Okay. So how close of a friend is he? How long were you together? How is the breakup? Are you on okay terms? And how you feel if you all hang out in a group? Yeah, like if things are going to be awkward, then maybe you want to rethink it. And, you know, if you weren't with the guy that long, all those things. So so in terms of asking, which gets back to your question, mm-hmm. how I feel is I think it's up to the guy or the girl to tell their friend that they're interested in you, you know, and then maybe you should reach out after if you're on okay terms with the with your ex still. So like if... So if you wanted to date, if you, oh my God, it's so hard because we're like in such spiritual, it's hard for me to like think about this. Okay. So when I was dating Paul and I wanted to date Justin, I really think it's up to Justin who's interested in me to like go up to Paul and be like, hey, is it okay if I like hook up with Laura? 
You know? Yeah. Is it okay if I date Laura? It's not really up for me to be like, Paul, I would like to date your friend, you know? Right. And then maybe after, you know, Justin gets the okay from his bro, then I could be like, hey, like, Paul, like, hope this isn't weird, you know? Like, it's so cool how you know, chill you are about all this. Right. And like, I like, I like that we can still hang out and like yeah. maybe give him like a nice compliment. Right. So that's what I would do. I know that actually, um, I'm about to be in Ian's sister's wedding as her bridesmaid and her and her fiance, uh, he was friends with her ex right before they really? got together. And in that particular situation, her ex kind of wound up being such a jerk to her and just in general that I'm pretty sure her fiance did not ask the friend's permission. He just kind of stopped being friends with the guy. Well, that's kind of the thing with our listener question. When the guy cheated on the girl, like you don't, in those situations where the guy's an asshole or he cheats, you don't need to get the okay. Yeah, you lose your bro code rights. Exactly. Uh, But I do think that it does highlight that like maybe you're not going to be able to maintain that friendship after you start the relationship. Like you kind of have to decide like, all right, I'm starting this new relationship. Am I okay giving up this old one? And sometimes it's an easy choice because the guy's a jerk, but it gets more complicated if nobody did anything wrong. Yeah. Um, One of my friends, I'll call her Melissa. She broke up with her friend. I'll call him Carl. Um, So Melissa broke up with Carl and they were together for a long time, like four years. And her, her friend Juliet wanted to date Carl after they had broken up and Melissa had moved on and she asked, you know, which followed the rules and Mm -hmm. said like, Hey, I'm kind of interested in Carl. Is that okay? And she got the okay. And now they're married and both, and both women are married to different guys and they're still friends and they're still totally cool about it. So it can happen and it can work out. And this was in New York city where it didn't follow any of my rules. (laughs) Like they were all close friends you know, uh, it was not a small pool. They were not in college and they had dated for a long time and it still worked out. So it also depends on the person. Well, I, and there to speak to that, I had a situation where I was told it was not okay to date a person because I actually, so there was this guy many years ago in my single days who I met in a bar and like we started going on dates, but like nothing ever happened between us. So I was like, I think we're friends. I can't tell what's going on here. I'm not really attracted to you. You're not paying for my stuff. We're not kissing. We're friends. So uh, we went out one time and I, I had met some of his friends and I was interested in one of his friends. And I asked him, hey, would you like be cool setting me up with? I, so not only did I ask if it was okay to date his friend. I asked him to set me up with his and friend. And he had a crush on you? And it turns out he did have a crush on me. And he was like, what? No, no. And he was like, he would never do that. We're friends. He would never do that to me. You're like, and I was what, like, you're like mm, I think he would, but okay. I'm sorry. I forget I asked. You're and like, what do you mean to me? We haven't right. even Yeah, we are up. not We a are thing. friends. But yeah. so some people take that code very seriously. And then I was respectful of that. I didn't. You but know, that's weird that he said, didn't that make you weird with that guy now that you knew oh, he had well, a crush on you? We like stopped talking after yeah. that pretty much. So uh, yeah, he doesn't have, own. that's the other thing we've done episode. It was like, I think our first episode of our podcast was dibs. Like you can't call yes. dibs on people that aren't into you. You can't call dibs on human beings. But so I that also, guy tried to call dibs on you when he didn't have the right to call dibs on you because you didn't even like him. But I didn't want it because I didn't like, you know, I, I didn't know the friend that much. I was like, I'm not going to like hurt this friendship just to like see where things go with this other guy. So I was like, okay, I will bow out gracefully. So well, that was my approach. I was fine. I don't think that that guy was my soulmate. So no love lost, but. Well, you're a very big person. Yeah. On that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. 
We will never forget the ultimate dating in the friends circle and breaking of the bro code. Then in the show Friends, when Rachel dated Joey. Joey started to have feelings for Rachel in an episode called The One Where Joey Dates Rachel after they went on a date as friends. Their relationship developed as an arc from season 8 to season 10. So Angela and I are going to role play this uh, the scene where this all went down in oh a game God. we call Friends, friends Recreating, Recreating friends. friends. You ready to play? Yes, I'm ready. Do you want to be Rachel or Joey? Um, I'll be Rachel, I guess. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll be the waitress also. Okay. Scene. A restaurant. A waitress is taking Joey and Rachel's dinner order. Now that... Uh, sorry, now the filet mignon, what comes with that? There's a side of steamed vegetables. Oh, she's Southern. <laughs> Apparently. Bold choices. Uh, um, now, now, instead of the vegetables, is there any way I can substitute the three-pound lobster? You know what? Bring her both, and I'll have the same. Wow, this is shaping up to be a pretty good date. Oh, I almost forgot. I didn't pay you the rent check. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No roommate stuff, okay? We're on a date. Okay, wow. So I get to see what Joey Tribbiani is like on a date. So have you... Sorry, I'm not good at being Rachel. So do you have any moves? No, no. uh, Just myself. And if they don't like me for... (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't even get through that. I knew it. I knew it. Come on, tell me your moves. Oh, all right. Um, Well, I usually start by having a bottle of wine sent to my table from a fan. Oh, my God. And that works? Well, it does when you combine it with, this is so embarrassing. I just want to have a normal life. Oh, you poor little famous man. Okay. How about this one? I was going to wait until the end of the night to kiss you, but you're so beautiful. I, I don't think I can. Rachel looks interested. Oh, my God. Wow. That was fantastic. I almost leaned in. I really almost did. All right. So, so tell me your moves. All right. So where'd you grow up? That's your move? Boy, Rach, you're lucky you're hot. Come on, just answer the question. Queens. And so where were you close to your parents? Yes. Yeah, with my mom. Yes, not so much my dad. Why not? I don't know. I guess there's just always been a distance, you know? I mean, we both try to pretend it's not there, but it is. Oh, starts rubbing his wrist with her fingers. It's got to be rough. Yeah, it is. It's really rough. You know, sometimes I think, wow, nice moves. Where'd you grow up? It's so simple. Thank you. And now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go to the restroom. Yeah. Rachel gets up and heads for the restroom. And now you're watching me walk away. Yes, I am. Again, so simple. Uh, Fast forward to the next scene. Joey and Rachel's. Joey and Rachel are returning from their date. I am not going to answer that. Oh, come on. Just pick between Monica, Phoebe, Chandler, and Ross. If you had to, if you had to, who would you punch? No one. They are my friends. I wouldn't punch any of them. Chandler? Yeah, but I don't know why. Look at me. I'm having such a wonderful time. Me too. Hey, Rach, can I just say I think this is the best date I ever had? I know. I never laughed so hard. Did you see the wine come out of my nose? Joey, I think everyone saw the wine come out of your nose. I gotta say, I never knew I could enjoy the non-sex part of the date so much. Well, that is because you have never been on a date with me before. Huh. Huh. All right, now don't judge me. I normally wait until my date leaves, but you live here. I'm ripping into this swan. Ah, okay. Well, the swan, I guess, is her leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, then you don't judge me. I'm going to suck on the cellophane from the brownie I had before. They They do both as planned. So so tell me, what are Joey Tribbiani's end of the night moves? Ah, well, if I want to 
girl to kiss me, first thing I do is I make my lips look irresistible. How do you do that? Now, you can't tell anyone, but uh, I put on shiny lip balm. Oh, my God. Yeah, like a moth to a flame, I tell you. All right. Okay, all right. So now you go. No, I don't want to tell you. Why not? Because it's embarrassing. More embarrassing than shiny raspberry lip balm? I didn't say raspberry before, did I? All right. Just just tell me, Rach. Just tell me. Okay. All right. Stand up. They stand up. Well, when we're at the door, I lightly press my lips against his and then move into his body just for a second. And then I make this sound. Hmm. Okay. I know it doesn't sound like anything, but I swear it works. Yeah. Why? Yeah, that, that would work for you. All right. I got to go to bed. Honey, I had such a wonderful time. Oh. She kisses him. Yeah. She goes into her room. Me too. He then starts to freak out. The end. That was... Curtain. Friends theater. Friends recreating friends. Friends re- That's how that kind of shit goes down. Yeah. Although it didn't work out for Rachel and Joey. Ultimately, she yep. went back with Ross. But Ross and Joey stayed friends. And they did date. He, she did date in the friend circle and he did yep. break the bro code. So, yeah. so well, guys, it works. We hope we have cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. Yep. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye.